don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler here to cheer with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. We hope you all had a great end to the week out here. The markets surely did wrap up in a good way today to wrap up the strongest week of the year so far for our major indexes. Across the board here, we finished positive each of the five days this week. That's the Dow, NASDAQ, S&P, Russell 2000, and a lot of our important sectors as well. So really good week for our markets. Just what you want to see coming off of, like we saw last week with the Russell 2000, a 52-week low. This was a big and important rally week for our markets. So a lot going on. We'll jump right into it today as uh, really the positive movement happened this morning after we got a weaker than expected October jobs report. The expectations were already much lower than the September numbers. Those expectations were 280 or so, you know, coming with that we had the big jobs number in September. Today, estimates were for 180. And we came in weaker than expected with 150,000 jobs created here with the unemployment rate seen ticking up to a 3.9 from last month's 3.8. Now, we're certainly not celebrating a weak jobs number here in the U.S., right? That's not what we want to see. We want to see the American economy strong, the American consumer thriving. But on the other side, from a purely financial point of view, from the stock market point of view, this is what we needed to see to really get the Federal Reserve off of our backs here. And so a number like this is music to the Fed's ear. This is exactly what they wanted, exactly what Jay Powell's talked about right in his press conference up in front of everybody saying we want a weaker economy here in the U.S. We want to see people lose jobs. It's essentially what they have to say. It's kind of a tough position to be in. Uh, Doesn't exactly make for a lot of friends there. Um, But just another reason here why we continue to say that the Fed is done, as we've said here for some time, they should have been done sooner. And as I talked about on Wednesday's podcast as well, the lag effect is still a big problem for us here. We just reached the one-year mark on the last 75 basis point hike. Well, the lag effect says that they aren't fully felt by the market a rate hike for 12 to 14 months. So we still have months in front of us where uh, we'll just now be feeling the effects of a multiple 50 basis point hikes, then quarter basis point hikes as well after that. So there's still some lag effect going to be taking place here uh, for our markets, but hopefully the destruction of the American economy from the Federal Reserve has at least paused here in the short term. We think they're done. Uh, we'll stand by that, and we're going to see a lot of rate cuts likely in 2024. Although, as we'll point out, that's not typically what you want to see for the market either. We'd prefer just to be able to pause here. That's the most bullish factor for the market. Once they start cutting rates, it means that something has gone gone wrong there. Uh, but one other factor I'll point out about this, this jobs data, because this is absolutely, it's bogus data, right? We know that the same is true for inflation data, both on the consumer price index and the producer's price index side, just cherry pick and manipulated numbers. And we got more assurance of that today. 
Uh, September's hot jobs number was revised significantly lower. August revised lower as well. That's about what we've become accustomed to. They'll tell us a good number and (laughs) people start freaking out. Well, the Fed has more work to do. And then we find out a month later that uh, it wasn't as hot as anyone thought it was. Especially when you dive into the data and you look at the number of part-time workers, the amount of jobs in the, in the services sectors. These aren't high-paying jobs. These aren't the good jobs that people want. It's jobs that people are forced to take, unfortunately. Um, so, again, after that number came out, stocks reversed and began to head higher after that news, and they did not look back from there. And I'll also point out here, really the, probably the most important factor is that the 10-year yield continued its decline lower after the news there. As we saw this week, uh, the last three sessions now, the 10-year yield has been lower. And what a decline it has been. The peak earlier this week was at a 4.92. A lot of people talking about the 10-year getting above 5%, right? Well, now the 10-year has fallen nearly 6%. On the way to today, now trading at a 4.55. And it's not just treasuries. Now we're seeing the U.S. dollar finally beginning its descent as well. We hit the lowest level today for the U.S. dollar in over a month and a half. That's in September 20th. Now that is a trend that really, uh, you know, the dollar has been stronger lately. And so that's a trend that we want to see continue. Uh, Really the last area... You know, after yields have broken down this week, that's the last area we want to continue to see to break down from here. And the markets today acted exactly like they should on this kind of news in this particular environment, right? Uh, it's always strange to be celebrating a weak jobs number and the market rallying on that news, but that's the environment that we're in right now. So let's take a look at our markets on the day today. We were led by the Russell 2000 impressive session today up 2.71% to 1,760 and the Russell 2000 now wrapping up five positive days in a row coming off of Friday's 52 week low. And check this out. While it's been a rough last two years for small caps, this is the 24th time the Russell 2000 closed at a 52-week low, then surged to its best four-day rally in at least three months. A year later from that, the small cap index was higher 100% of the time with median returns of 25.6%. Also, uh, just the most recent occurrence here of a a 52-week low followed by five trading day positives, which we just saw the last time that happened, was in 2019. We went on to rally 23% from there, January of 2019. 23% rally from the last 2000. You may remember, as we talk about here often, that was coming right off of the December from hell. Jay Powell's uh, mess up there, where he kept hiking rates into December, into a notoriously illiquid time of the year. Just a blunder by Jay Powell leading to the Christmas Eve massacre that we sold off on that half day of trading. I had the podcast that day as well, but then we went on to have a fantastic 2019. 
But looking, zooming out here, zooming back in a little bit, the Russell 2000, uh, based off of IWM, which is the small cap ETF, was up over 7.5% on the week. So really good week this week. Also, a really good week for tech. The NASDAQ finishing up the week of 1.38% today, up 6.6% on the week. Now at, at 13478 And that's exactly what you want to see. Other than small caps, tech leading and the semis were up over seven percent on the week is exactly what you want to see our vra byrack xoxl up over 21 percent on the week it is a three-time leverage etf next up the s p 500 which a lot of people up in arms last week saying that we had slid into a technical correction territory uh, those are the numbers down 10 percent correction 20 percent bear market the average year uh peak to trough correction on on a yearly basis i believe is like 14 percent. so this is a pretty run-of-the-mill correction especially looking backwards now well perfect timing for rallies the s p got back out of the correction territory rallying 5.8 percent on the week again 4358 on the S&P and lastly here the Dow Jones uh, finishing up 0.66% on the day to 34,061 uh, I had the numbers here let me just get a quick refresh on my screens I'll give you the weekly numbers as well Dow Jones up 5% on the week and I also wanted to point out a sector that's needed some help has been the transports transports up 7% really good week this week as well and lastly here we don't always report on this but the vix what a fall this week the vix down 29.9 percent on the week next up here let's take a look at our internals on the day today just what we want to see we talked about this last week on the podcast as well we really needed to see some improvement from the internals and we just got continuous improvement all week long, starting off with the advanced decline line. Big beats today coming in nearly 5 to 1 positive on the NYSE, over 3 to 1 positive on the NASDAQ. 52-week highs to lows, managing to come in positive today on the NYSE, actually over 4.5 to 1 positive on the day. The NASDAQ was negative, but still slowing, showing some significant improvement here, just barely negative on the excuse me, on the day today. Lastly here, volume, which I would say was the bright spot on the day today, really probably on the week. As yesterday, we saw 88% upside volume in the NYSE. Well, today we came in again with 82% upside volume today. As Tom McClellan pointed out, this is referred to as the Zwag bullish breath thrust. Really just remember the bullish breath thrust. That's when you have back-to-back -back days of 80% upside volume. And when you see this in a period following really weak volume like we saw last week, then it's even more bullish going forward as well. So really good numbers today. Uh, also coming in well over 3 to 1 positive on the NASDAQ as well. So good day for volume. Good day for our internals all around. Now let's take a look at our sectors on the day today where we saw you know just some huge gainers on the week. Real estate was actually our leader on the day today. As you know, we talk about here often, we want to see the semis leading and we want to see housing leading as well. Um, 
Those are two of our leading economic indicators. The real estate sector on the week up 8.5%, but it doesn't stop there because the housing index, which is really what we pay attention to here, HGX, the housing index, up 12.79% on the week this week. Very impressive gains. Home builders up 11% on the week. And I'll point out our VRA buy rec here, NAIL, the leveraged home builder ETF, up a massive 43% on the week this week. So again, we had the semis with our, our leverage position there up 21% on the week or 7% for the semis and home builders up you know, 11, 12% on the week. Very good day today. After real estate, we had materials, communication services, and financials. And our one laggard on the day was energy uh, down about 1% on the day today. Finally here for today, our VRA Commodity Watch. Gold now higher on the day, trying to get back above $2,000 an ounce. It's right there right now, up three-tenths of 1% to $1,999. And I'll point out the Gold Miner ETF, GDX, up 4.28% on the day today. That is a group we want to see continuing its rally. It was just barely up on the week today, saved it, uh, but we want to see the gold miners leading the underlying commodity. So good to see that starting out today. A, a weaker dollar, weaker bonds should help in that direction as well. After that, silver up 2% on the day-to-day -to, -day to $23.33 an ounce. Copper now essentially flat on the day, up 0.01% to $3.67 a pound. And oil, as I mentioned, energy down lower on the day. Crude now down 1.9% to $80.88 a barrel. Finally here, Bitcoin also taking a little pause today, down three quarters of 1% to 34,652. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here on Monday for the close. Have a great weekend, everyone.